But me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. mission from God. Matt, me and Elwood, put the band back together. Ma'am, you got to understand that this is a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing. Would it make you feel any better if you knew that what we're asking Matt here to do is a holy thing? You see, we're on a mission from God. First you trade the Cadillac for a microphone. Then you lie to me about the band. Now you're gonna put me right back in the joint. They're not gonna catch us. We're on a mission from God. From 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Some mysterious ways. Yep. <laughs> Amen to that. Did you know you're on a mission from God? As a Christian, you're, He's the one who's sending us. We're on a mission from God. That's that's what we're tasked with. Now it may not be <laughs> to to put the band back. Of course, you know, it might be to put the band back together. Who knows? Um, so, so just know that coming into, into the, we're, we're wrapping up Momentum for Life, and, well, not really. We're finishing this sermon series, which will hopefully give us momentum as we go from this place. A few weeks back, we started just talking talking about leadership, right? If you remember, talked, all leadership starts with self-leadership, right? And what that means is that we can't take people places we're not willing to go ourselves, that we have to be willing to, to lead ourselves first, and then we're able to lead others with us. Follow that up with a, a, a message on undilu- undivu- undiluted devotion to Jesus Christ, because we're called to that. We're called to, to be devoted to God. But the great news about that is that it's not just that we're devoted to Him, because He is definitely devoted to us, and He wants the best for us. Last week, we talked about a kingdom worldview. A lot of folks are in, the, in the world are trying to figure out, how do I fit Jesus into my world? And a kingdom world says, well, that's really not the point. It's Jesus in the center, and how do I fit my world around who, who Jesus is? And today we're going to talk about a missional lifestyle that we are on, a mission from God. Our passage is out of Matthew chapter 25, and it speaks to the importance of the mission for sure. This is beginning at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in glory with all of his angels, he will sit on his royal throne. The people of all nations will be brought before him. He'll separate them as shepherds separate their sheep from their goats. He'll place the sheep on his right, the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, My father has blessed you. Come and receive the kingdom that was prepared for you before the world was created. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. When I was naked, you gave me clothes to wear. When I was sick, you took care of me. And when I was in jail, you visited me. Then the ones who please the Lord will ask, when did we give you something to eat or drink? When did we welcome you as a stranger, give you clothes to wear, or visit you while you were sick or in jail? 
And the king will answer, whenever you did it for any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you did it for me. Then the king will turn to those on his left. Get away from me, you are under God's curse. Go into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. I was hungry, but you didn't give me anything to eat. I was thirsty, you didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, but you didn't welcome me. And I was naked, but you didn't give me any clothes to wear. I was sick and in jail, but you didn't take care of me. The people will again ask, Lord, when do we fail to help you when you're hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in jail? And the king will say to them, whenever you failed to do this to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you failed to do it to me. And at that point, the parable will end. And then Jesus said, these people will be punished forever, but the ones who please God will have eternal life. So what we're talking about is of eternal significance. It's a very important Thing. Our, the sermon points, we're wrapping up the series, right? So, so this is the time to go, okay, so what is, we're talking about discipleship. All leadership starts with self-leadership, and then it's disciples are three things. They are devoted to God, they have a kingdom worldview, and they live a missional lifestyle. That's uh, who we are as disciples. It's why prayer, you know, is so important for us, because we need to align with God's will. It's why study, all of these things that we do are so important to us. This stuff doesn't hand them happen randomly. It, we've got to make choices and, and choose to, be, to follow where God is leading us. Missional churches are focused primarily outward, not inward. It's not that we don't take care of one another. We do. That's important. But our focus is go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the great news is that we're not on our own on this mission. So this week, living a missional lifestyle, there's this, uh, a Christian artist named Matthew West, and he put this song out a few years ago, and it, it really is a, a powerful message of what I want to talk about today. So. In my own little world, it hardly ever rains. I've never gone hungry, always felt safe. I got some money in my pocket, shoes on my feet. In my own little world, population me. I try to stay awake during Sunday morning church. I throw a 20 in the plate, but I never give till it hurts. Turn off the news when I don't like what I see Yeah, it's easy to do when it's population me What if there's a bigger picture? What if I'm missing out? What if there's a greater purpose? I could be living right now Outside my own little world Red light looked out my window. I saw cardboard signs that held this homeless widow. And just above that sign was the face of a human. I thought to myself, God, what have I been
It hardly ever rains. I've never gone hungry. I always felt safe. Got some money in my pocket and shoes on my feet. In my own little world population, me. Try to stay awake through Sunday morning church. You better stay awake. <laughs> Throw a 20 in the plate, but I never give till it hurts. Turn off the news when I don't like what I see. It's easy to do when it's population me. Here's the point. What if there's a bigger picture? What if it's bigger than what we think it is? What if I'm missing out? What if there's a greater purpose that I could be living right now outside my own little world? And then he gets involved with a homeless person and others, and, and it becomes population two, and then it becomes bigger than that. See, we're looking in life, we look for meaning, right? We, I want meaning, or I want success, or I, I want the material things. What if our goal in life was significance? What if it was to make a difference in lives? That's what disciples do. That's what we're to be about. It's a life of significance. Now, think about that, the words to that song while I tell you this story. A couple of years ago, a young lady came to the church I was serving at, and she knocked on the door, and she came on in. She was asking for food. And I told her, well, we support this agency in town. We really don't keep anything here on hand. She said, well, I've already been there, and, and I, just, I just don't have anything. And, and so I just kind of let her walk on out the door. And it just so happened that I hit play on this song. And I got up, and I ran outside to try to catch her. Because even though I didn't have money, gift cards, I didn't have anything like that. I didn't do anything. I didn't sit down and ask if I could pray with her. I didn't listen to her story. I didn't do anything. God had given me a divine appointment, an appointment with her, and I blew it off. So now I'm stuck with this sermon illustration of what not to do. But here's the thing. Sometimes we're going to get it right. Sometimes 
we're going to get it wrong. Don't give up. Don't give up. If you miss this time, I guarantee you God's got a next time to give you another opportunity to, to show grace and to show love to somebody. And I've done a much better job since then. This was a wake-up call for me. Pastor of a church, busy with the things of the church, that's not the primary deal. It's impacting lives for Christ. Don't give up, even when you miss it. It's about intentionality, right? That's what we're talking about, is living this out intentionally, about paying attention to the opportunities that we have to, so that we can share Christ with others inside uh, the inside at work, at school, wherever we are. Last week, I used part of this passage to talk about kind of the positive uh, message of Jesus. Whenever you did it for any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you did it for me. See, that's because we're, that's who we're called to be as, as Christians. We're, we're called to be involved in other people's lives. And we're called to carry the gospel to them and, and to do it with, with any way that we can. It's what I missed with that young lady who came by. See, I had an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Christ. I had an opportunity to be Jesus to her. And I missed it. I hope you don't. And it's of eternal significance because there's another part of this passage. King will say to those on his left, get away from me, you're under God's curse. Go into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And he talks about how you didn't feed them, you didn't give them clothes, you didn't visit them in prison, you didn't do all these things. And of course the people are going to go, wait a minute, time out. If it would have been you, we'd have done it. I don't remember you coming, Jesus, to me and, and asking for clothes. I didn't remember you coming and asking me for, for some food. I didn't know you were in jail. What'd you do? And his response is telling for us. If you're wondering if God loves you, the importance of being in ministry to the least of these is evidenced right here. No matter how unimportant they seemed, be, it, be in ministry to them. Because your very soul is a part of this equation. And Jesus didn't do a lot of fire and brimstone. This is about as fire and brimstone as Jesus got right here. Those people will be punished forever, but the ones who please God will have an eternal life. And I'm not a big fire and brimstone guy. I mean, you're probably not going to see me up here going, Well, uh, I'm here uh, to tell you about Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, you're going to become a crispy critter in hell. That's not really my style. <laughs> my point is that we don't need to dodge the fact that there's heaven and hell there is there's heaven there's hell Jesus spent a lot more time talking about the love of God and how he wants to be in a relationship with you he loves you he, he, he goes he gave his God gave his son he loves you so much that he wants to be in a relationship with you that's 
Yes, there's heaven. Yes, there's hell. You choose. God wants everybody to be saved. Did you know that? God wants everybody to be saved. Those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he justified. Those he justified, he glorified. See, our Presbyterian friends have made kind of a theology around predestination that you are either elect or not. We don't believe that. I certainly don't believe that. I'm a free will guy. We get to choose. God gives us the ability to choose. Heaven or hell. God would that everyone would be saved. He, he creates each of us with this place in us. It's a God-shaped hole, a, a, a God-shaped hole in our soul, whatever you want to call it. We're created in his image, and, and, and he wants all to be saved. Created you to know him. God damns no one. People make that choice when they say no. But it is of critical importance for us to live this out so people can see the love of Christ in us because that's what's going to draw them. Being a Christian is more than just walking up front in a church service. It's a lifestyle that we live. It's devotion to God. It's having Jesus in the center instead of somewhere on the outside. And it's looking to reach others in the world. We are called to be a missional church. And there's a little video that I really like that speaks to that. This is the missional church. Simple. In the past, churches have spent large amounts of resources to construct the most attractive places imaginable for the community in which they were situated. Great music, compelling teaching, and a host of programs designed to gather people together were the staple of such church communities. Anyone who wanted to come was welcome, and church members were encouraged to invite their friends and neighbors. Generally, people had a pleasant experience. The people who came and were cared for seemed relatively similar. Education, income, pastimes, race, struggles, and histories seemed to be almost identical. Eventually, someone asked the question, what about all the people who aren't like us, but who live around us? Why aren't they here too? In response, the church increased its marketing budget, direct mailing the community, taking out ads in local papers, buying radio time, releasing a fresh web page, and offering to host the world's greatest event. The church was determined to be the center of everything great that happened in the community. Church members began to rely on the church to do the work of conveying God's story in the world. If someone could be brought to an event, they could hear about Jesus from a professional teacher. Inviting people became synonymous with evangelism. The missional church, on the other hand, empowers its members to be the church in the community. The church trains, resources, encourages, and challenges its people to live out the good news in their community with those who would otherwise be suspicious of a church and its marketing efforts. The church sends out its members to live among people unfamiliar with church customs, songs, and what it holds sacred, just like a foreign missionary. The missional church recognizes then that every believer embodies the life of the church in their neighborhood, in their school, or at their place of work each one of them telling God's story in the context of compassionate and genuine relationships. One of the great things that I've, I've really liked about here is that churches get in trouble when they're internally focused. And that has not been the issue here. And I, I really do, <laughs> I've, it, it's been very freeing for me to be able to kind of embrace the, okay, so what, is it, what does our ministry need to look like? And it's why We've got so many different things going on, and so it's, I think God is going, cool, I've got a place that's willing to do some things, so let's do it. 
See, the primary task of the body is, to, is not to take care of itself, but to go outside. We come here to be challenged, inspired, equipped, trained, so that we can go out there. That's what we come here to do. When we get internally focused and, and, and everything's about us, we get unhealthy. And I've got a passage that you're, you've heard before since I've been here. It's out of Romans chapter 12 that speaks to what a healthy church does look like. Each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. If your gift is serving, then serve. If, you're, if it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, give encouragement. If it's giving, to give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Each of you here and me together has a role to play in, the, in, in how this church is going to reach into the community, how this church is going to support each other. You have a calling. This calling is higher than worldly success. It really is about significance, having a significant impact in the lives of others. Peter speaks to who we are as the church, and I love this, but you are a chosen people, chosen people, a royal priesthood, holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You, you and I, Christians, are the light of the world. You worried about how dark it is out there, about how evil seems to be everywhere and all the stuff that's going on? We're the bringers of light. It's us. If we're not bringing light, into the world, guess what? It's going to get dark, and it's going to keep getting dark. We need to stand for who we are. Be who you are for him. Be you for him. If we'll do that, then you carry that light into your workplace. You carry that light into your school. You carry that light into your family. Lives will be transformed, not by you, but by God working through you. It's a powerful thing that happens when we make ourselves available for him. Because he wants to use us in cool and powerful ways. St. Francis of Assisi, he put it this way. He said, preach the gospel always. Always. And if necessary, use words. You know what that means, right? What you do is going to speak a whole lot more than what you say. But... Did you know that sometimes it's necessary to use words? Some folks who grab this passage and they go, oh, wait a minute, preach the gospel always, and if necessary, okay, I don't have to say anything. Whew. Sometimes it's necessary to use words. There's a recovery thing, that a, a kind of a rule of thumb. How many ears you got? Two. How many, how many mouths do you have? So you listen twice as much as you speak. Rule of thumb. But you do speak. Somebody needs to hear what Mike Roberts has to say. Somebody needs to hear what Bridget has to say. Somebody needs to hear what Minnie has to say. Somebody needs to hear what Brad has to say. I just don't know who it is. <laughs> just kidding. 
We have a role to play, and it's an important role. We carry an eternally significant message of love and grace and justice to the world. The end of this song goes like this. It starts breaking my heart for what, it's kind of, it's a prayer, really. Start breaking my heart for what breaks yours. Give me open hands and open doors. Put your light in my eyes and let me see that my own little world is not about me. When we live as disciples and become that light, then we are focused in a, in a way that God will use to reach others. Because it's not just about us. Undiluted devotion. What does that mean? It means you study. You pray. You have accountability. You have mentors. You disciple, you're, you're discipled and you disciple others. You give. Those are things that disciples do when we're devoted to God. If you have a kingdom worldview, then you're, you're not spending your time trying to get Jesus to fit into where you want him to be. You're putting him at the center, and, and then the rest of your world is aligned outside of that. That's the kingdom worldview. Right? I said, if God is your co-pilot, what do you need to do? Get out of his seat, because God is our pilot. And live a missional lifestyle. Live out loud. Live, be proud of who, if you're going to boast, boast in the Lord. Be proud of, of who, you, who he is in your life and who he makes you and where he takes you. Share your faith. Not this crazy, you know, you don't have to bring, yes, we're a church of invitations. We want folks to come here so that they can be trained and equipped and, and lifted up and inspired to make a difference out there. There's a cycle here of, of empowerment that's awesome when it, when it gets going full-fledged. One of my prayers is that we're always a church that seeks those people at the margin. Remember the analogy where you've got the world is the big ball and the church is, is a ball in the center, and what we tend to do in the church is work our way to where there's, we're not in contact with the world at all. We need to live in that margin, live in the fringe where the world and the, and the church meet. That's where Jesus lived. That's where he hung out. That's where he did his ministry. That's why we want to do the things that we're doing. You know, some of it, it may not grow this church at all, but it's going to reach people for Jesus Christ. You know, and that's the point. You know, I hope Arbor Point grows. I, I've got all, you know, our leadership knows I've got all kinds of stuff going through my head about how we can do all this stuff. If Arbor Point never grows and people get come to know Jesus, amen, hallelujah. See, because Arbor Point's not at the center, Jesus is. We're not lining everything up around Arbor Point, we're lining everything up around Jesus. Same thing that we do in our personal life, we want to do in our church life. Where is it that Jesus is and how do we meet him there and, and live that out? This is a special place, and I don't think that you all know exactly how special you are. And I wish that I could like get you to get that. So I'm just going to keep telling you until hopefully it'll become real because there's something going on in this place that doesn't isn't going on in a lot of other places. And you need to know that. There's a willingness here to be about the business of God and to be about whatever it is that Jesus is that God is going to call us to. I've had folks <laughs> step up who go, I, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to happen. 
But God is calling me to do this. That's the body of Christ in action. That's who you are. It's going to be very cool to watch what he does in this place. Very, very cool. Undiluted devotion. Jesus in the center. Kingdom worldview. Missional lifestyle. We'll grab hold of those things. It's going to be pretty awesome.